Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everyone what is up it is me ewan from what culture star wars joined today by ben roy turner how are you ben roy hello there i'm great how are you you did great i should have done the hello there thing i could have come out from underneath the camera and then popped back up <laughs> it would have been great fun um but yeah this is a new thing so um i don't know if you're aware but we are starting a new what culture star wars channel dedicated to everything to do with the galaxy far far away and of course there is a big star wars thing going on right now and that is the mandalorian season two chapter nine debuted last week uh to wonderful reviews from whatculture.com's very own ewan patson who labeled it a satisfying season opener and now we've had episode two uh season two released today chapter 10 aka the passenger and it's not as good as the first season but generally this podcast we're going to try and make it a weekly thing we're going to talk about each new episode of the mandalorian give our thoughts on it um and yeah, basically do that. So, Ben Murray, what did you think of this week's episode? Uh, it's it in the in the realms of I say it's fine, but I think it's a major step down from what we had last week. Last week was like, oh, they've come out the, the big gun swing. Like again, I say spoilers in three, two, one. Boba Fett was at the end of the episode, <laughs> and Boba Fett, like, come on, like we he never died in like the old canon before um, we got all rebooted by Disney. We've never really had confirmation we just had hints like say in some of the books we've um had hints of his armor being found by jowls and stuff so when they mentioned that in that last episode like, oh, 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 they they go into oh, the oh, stuff oh, i care oh, about oh, oh. and then this episode was kind of just like it felt like oh we just need to cram a few a, a few just we just need to get uh, mando from one place to the other and it kind of yeah didn't even end satisfyingly at all or anything. Yeah, like I told, I, I agree with you. It's it's weird because like I wasn't as down on the uh, and I mentioned this in the ups and downs. Well, hey, downs. Uh, I wasn't as down on um, the standalone episodes from season one as a lot of other people they were. were good, but, I think. Yeah, I think the issue right now is that this is like the start of the season and the main compelling mystery is where are the other Mandalorians. And what is um, the child species in Homeworld? And we're no closer to figuring that out after two whole episodes. Now, I thought season one, you know, episode one, it was a good, it was a good opener for the fact that, you know, even though it was a standalone adventure, you know, we had the debut of Cobb Vanth in live action. We had the Boba Fett tease. And I liked this week's episode as well. But it definitely feels as though we're meandering a bit 
already and i'm sure episode three is where we're finally going to get you know a little bit more momentum with what's going on but the overarching narrative and how they're getting mando from a to b seems very slapdash so a brief synopsis obviously you know at the end of the last season at the end of uh, the last episode rather mando and Cobb Vance slay the the crate dragon he gets boba fett's armor and then he speeds away back to mos eisley to um you know try and find other mandalorians and he gets ambushed on his way there not by boba fett disappointingly which is where i thought they were going when we had that opening shot gets ambushed by a bunch of raiders <clears throat> takes them out. It has a really good sequence where one of them gets stuck to the jetpack and is flying around and both Mando and the child are observing it. I really like that. And they get to Mos Eisley and they're talking to, to Amy Sedaris's Pelimoto and she's there with a character who I don't think their official name is Dr. Mandible, but I kind of want it to be the giant ant creature. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he says that he knows a person who knows that there are Mandalorians on another planet. And lo and behold, this person is a, a frog-like mother who carries her unfertilized eggs in a pickle jar. Um, and Mando has to transport said frog woman and her eggs to be t- fertilized by her husband on the planet where the Mandalorians are. But he can't travel by light speed because that'll turn into scrambled eggs, which isn't good. So he has to go on this whole thing. And it's... um. It's a funny enough premise, but it is another quest. You know, it is another thing. that like, I'm going to... You do this for me. It felt very video gamey. I don't know about you. Um, I, yeah. yeah. I would have rather like, because this whole thing of like adding in like, oh, Lightspeed will do this to this one specific thing. Like it feels like a, a bit of time like, oh, not that I'm like coming in to attack, but I like, say last year, like now fuel is a thing. I would have rather maybe like Boba Fett had something to do with the ship not being able to travel in Lightspeed. Maybe something like, you know, we get the classic. I mean, it's been down a few times where like the Falcon would have its breakdown noise and I guess we just got to take the long way. Something like that, like rather than the scrambled egg sort of thing. And um, yeah, it, it just felt like, it felt so like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. This is so convenient. Like this uh, Ant-Man, they call him Ant-Man, uh, knows someone who knows something. And also, what is what is his friend's name again? Who she's looked after, baby. Pelly Motto. Is it Pelly Pe- or Pelli? Pelly. Pelly, I think it's Pelly. Pelly also said that she can vouch for her. And then, oh, wait, no, she's lying. Yeah. And then Manda's like, okay, fine, fine, I guess. And all these things happen so quick in succession that I was still sort of like trying to wonder, like, why did we even bother having the sort of like scene where the Raiders went for Manda in the beginning? Yeah. Was it just to show that Manda can use the jetpack and throw uh, what sounded like the frog guy from episode one before he crashes his pod race when it's <laughs> it sounded like yes. him and i just yeah. had those vibes the whole time and it just felt that this whole i thought it was gonna get another tatooine episode because it was already setting up there and it was so quickly just here and gone sort of thing like yeah. it was like i, I don't know it, it felt like they were trying to crush either two episodes into one or like not enough plot threads for a single episode and like so many random bits and just throwing it into a pot and see if it sort of sticks i don't know yeah no i i agree with you i think you raised you raised a very good point there it's all very convenient but simultaneously not convenient you know yeah. everyone seems to know a guy who knows a guy and maybe that in itself is a is a callback to ant-man with peyton reed obviously he got the giant ant in there now everyone seems to know something but i don't know i think the i've got to weigh my expectations of like how disappointing it was not to go any further with the fact that I did think on its own the episode was good in the sense that you had a strong self-contained adventure Um, I thought 
the, the, the situation with the New Republic pilots was interesting where obviously he gets hailed and they realise that he was involved in the prison break from last season, which forces him to crash land on this terrifying ice cave. Um, and I kind of as well, this was a very child-centric episode. Last episode, we didn't really have much of Baby Yoda except for the obligatory Lucky's really cute shots, whereas this one, you know, they really take centre stage. And <laughs> it, was, it was one of those, one of those things where like, I, I thought it was really funny. Like when he literally, I saw that he was going for the eggs. I was like, mate, don't, don't go for the eggs. Those are, a, those are a children. And you find out that she's like the last of a species. And it's just like, oh no, please mate. And he, he gobbles them all up. Right. And I, I, on yeah. one hand, I'm like, baby Yoda, that is really funny. On the other, I'm like, this is, this is really quite disturbing. It was, it was funny <laughs> once. Okay. Yeah. And then they did it like 17 more times. It felt like, and I'll just get to like, after they say this is like the last of a species, the last of families, you're now, just, you're now just eating unborn children at this point. And <laughs> baby, you just say, I don't give a crap. It's like, pickled what? egg. Mm. Yeah, just like, uh, just, just literally just sucking it. It's like, and then each time was like, yeah, it's funny, but also like, yeah, we get it. But also, baby, you're, you're killing, you're killing the last of her breed. That is, <laughs> Like, Yoda, stop! Baby Yoda, stop! Haha, <laughs> egg go! <laughs> I can imagine, like, I can imagine sitting, like, some people sitting there with their kids and their kids laughing, and like, you're laughing at children being murdered. Uh, this is like going, this is like um, laughing at Anakin when he walks into the Jedi Temple. Like, Master Skywalker, what we're gonna do? To be fair, to be fair, a lot of a lot of people laugh at that scene. But yeah, I mean, it is ignoring the disturbing ramifications yeah. of it for just one second. It did. I thought the the good thing about the humor in this episode, and I thought the last episode as well. It was more, there was more of a pronounced element to the humour there, you know, whereas it kind of took a backseat. And, you know, that's not necessarily like the, the first season wasn't funny because it obviously had a lot of funny moments. It's definitely been more pronounced the first two episodes. And, and, and in this episode's case, I thought it was used as a really great disarming tool to lure you into that full sense of security. Uh, it belied the kind of the, um, the episode's horrific kind of core premise, which is obviously they land on this ice planet and then the... Um, the knobby white spiders, I believe they're what they're called. And it's, it, you'll notice here, so really, obviously, <laughs> Frog Lady decides to go chill in a jacuzzi, right? I mean, to be honest, I'd be really stressed out as well if I crash landed on a, on a planet and my children were in the pickle jar and they had to keep them warm or whatever. She chills in there, Baby Yoda's like, give me the egg. And then Mando's like, no, you can't have the egg. Those are her children, you little... Mm. And then he ends up going and round. Look, there are all these other eggs here. And honestly, I've mentioned this in the full ups and downs review, which may or may not be live by the time this goes out. Um, that as as the child approached those eggs, I thought I thought of John Hurt in Alien. Yes, I, I yes. genuinely I genuinely thought that one of those eggs was going to peel back and something was going to leap onto his face. And obviously, you do get the whole thing dancing on his head later on, which was terrifying. But he just eats it. Just go. And as soon as you realise what it is and how all the other eggs start moving i thought it was really good those spiders i don't think they're the same ones from star wars rebels um but they're based off the same ralph Macquarie concept that was used for the empire strikes back those spiders were originally meant to appear on dagobah but weren't used because they're horrifying um and yeah oh my god the That's... again top-notch effects and i thought the horror element was very well handled this sort of thing with like a billion little creatures is totally my thing. I love this sort of like creature feature aspect, but I would have, 
just rejigging the episode here, I would have cut out the beginning bit of the little jetpack frog man. Let's, mm. let's not bother murdering them. <laughs> I, would had, I, I would have just had uh, uh, Mando straight away with the frog lady and I would have gone there and I've quickly got to this planet because when the spiders started erupting, I felt like this should have been near the beginning of the episode, not mm. in like sort of the last half, sort of like last third, it felt like sort of thing. And I felt like there was so much more like, Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You could get you could get from this episode. Like I was, I'm always terrified when you see little little Jerry things and going around and sort of thing. I, it's something like maybe maybe I would have had. Oh, uh, Mando couldn't take the uh, is it the wave crest. Is, is it the silver crest, wave crest, Saint crest. The, ra- the razor crest. Razor crest. I would have yeah. I, I would have had that being broken by Bubba. So they had to take this cut. This like say this. Um, you know, Padme and I can do it in episode two where they get on our freight ship of a couple of others. I've had mm. them all crash there and I've had some people die by these little spider goblin things. So you could have seen how impactful they were. Mm-hmm. And I would have done a bit more like that and show the spiders and show more there and show the, uh, the frog ladies like struggles and less of baby Yoda murdering her children. But I, the, <laughs> the, the idea of, uh, the, the, the spider stuff was excellent. And I thought it was, uh, I was, I was like, it's quite like scary. I, I imagine like some kids are going to be like now, and anyone who's scared of spiders, I always feel like, <laughs> I feel sorry for you lot that have arachnophobia. I mean, literally we had the crate dragon in the last episode and now Peyton Reed has done his best to upend the Wampa scene from Empire and then make it as terrifying as the bug pit from King Kong or something. Like it was, it was genuinely like really well handled um, and the suspense was good. And then obviously you have at the end, the X-Wing pilots come and, you know, shoot the spiders off and then... Felt yeah, convenient that. Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the thing about it was that was really weird is that they come and rescue them and then it's like, well, okay, we realise that you didn't do anything wrong. And the man was like, cool, can you help me out here because I'm still stranded? And then they're like, no. And they fly off. And then suddenly he finds a way to repair the ship he couldn't repair beforehand. So it, it, I think... Uh, 
as a narrative, like narratively speaking, I thought the episode was really weak, but the things that it did well, it did very well. I think I'm just in a similar position to you, Ben Roy. And I imagine a lot of other, you know, viewers as well, where it feels like a really, really weird way to start a season. And I think that might be symptomatic of the fact they filmed both of them back to back. Um, you know, because like the way they lean into it, it's like they establish that the Mando is gonna search for the child species in Homeworld at the in the season finale of, the, of, of season one, yeah. uh, and then they only kind of you know touch upon it briefly in the first episode where he's like, "I'm looking for other Mandalorians to help me find the child's people." So maybe this is one of those things where it would you know be more enjoyable in one big binge watch, but that's not how Disney are releasing it, and it's. Yeah, it's the, the the overarching narrative of it all. It's just it's just very weird the way they've structured it. And again, I think the ser- I think it was a good episode in terms of just a one and done thing. But equally, I'm getting a little bit impatient now. I, I would say it's good, but I also say it's like I most of the episodes of Mandalorian. I can't really think of what would be the worst. I'm doing quotes because I don't really think any of them are terrible. But it's that, certainly down there in the lower tier for me. Like I. Just think about it. Just for like, I would watch. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Otherwise, watch them in a big run as we sort of consume TV now. And that's how sort of like a lot of people watch sort of stuff. Like, uh, but if it's just the single episode, then I'm just like, we're just wasting time and spinning our wheels. And I would have had maybe Boba Fett. Like, I would have done and say like a Mando and Boba sort of like, I was like, oh, I can help you out here. And then them him be like the friend that we all know he he's after mm. one thing. But Boba, like, there were so many other things I would have had that would have been interesting to have in that episode rather than just. Mando and Frog person, Frog Lady, sort of thing, but um, and and then yeah, the first like so quickly that the rebels kind of just cleared all the spiders off, like the look like a million of them. They're just all gone now. I mean, sure they killed the big one straight away, and then like it was so effective and this was so impactful to the point where he's trying to close the door and he's like, and they're just all seeping in. Like mm. it was so well done. Yeah, yeah, it just felt like, and it just, it just, every point, every plot point in this episode felt like. Uh, and here it is here it's done and here it is and it's done and here it is and it's like everything was brushed away before mm. as we were sort of like you know getting used to it and seeping and just like going, oh yeah i want to see where this sort of goes and yeah all in all i think it is a, an okay episode but i would say it's like compared to the other the episodes of the week style that we got last season this is below most of them for me yeah, I mean, to be, I completely agree with you. I think it's just a, it's a bit of an anticlimax when you end on such a big tease for the first episode, and then it, it's just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put that on the shelf to cool a little bit, and it's like, no, yeah. I want to have the baked goods warm Star Wars. I don't want to just leave them on the shelf to cool. It was trending worldwide like instantly when that episode launched. I don't think anyone's gonna nothing's from this is. I mean, not that that, that should be the aim, but you know what I mean. Like that yeah. what, that had an impact, and I mean, this just. I mean, not everyone's gonna, not every episode is meant to, but this just didn't. Yeah. Um, looking forward to the next episode, where do you see things going from here now? Because we have this frog lady. I imagine that after they arrive at their next destination, you know, God forbid they don't get shot down again and crash land or another distraction, but they actually get there. Um, how, like, uh, it's probably a silly question because we know literally nothing, but like, again, I'm just, I'm, I'd have no idea where they jump to next because there's no, it, there's no logical path that it seems to be following right now. And I, yeah. I, I, I want to say that they can't do another one and done episode um, 
in terms of you know what they've already done because we need to get some mystery we get some answers soon but so far i would have said the same thing about the second episode i would have said you know this is where the mystery starts and I, I, I just desperately want to know more about this and the fact that you know it is it's only it is only eight episodes isn't it each season mm. and it, i'll be very frustrated if it's another thing because again you know they can use their time however they want to and i think if you're going to treat the mandalorian as this great kind of uh, series of vignettes and and showcasing the the breadth and diversity of the star wars mythos in terms of broaching all sorts of different genres like westerns like horror films that they've done today that's fine that's totally cool it can be that show but the thing that people are most here for is the relationship between dinjar and, and the child and the mystery surrounding the mandalorians and we know it we know that we know where they're, they're going to get to that eventually but the the kind of just the meandering kind of like nah, maybe we'll we'll do that but i kind of want to just do this for a little bit it's um it is a little bit frustrating and i know that sounds makes you sound like an entitled fanboy or whatever but i kind of just i feel as though it's a bit just it's just a bit meh this this episode would have would have felt much better if we'd already gotten something else whereas it being now it just feels kind of like a oh i just want to get out of the way you know what i mean it's it's one of those for me we should have had what they, what they did last season where the first three episodes are sort of connected and then we had three random sort of like jump about episodes and then we had two at the end to book it off. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I really don't understand why they just went for this singular episode. I think like this next episode, what we have to dump off frog lady and hopefully that her and her frog <laughs> husband or how many other frogs. Like, how much do you want to bet that baby Yoda has eaten everything by the time they arrive and they play it off as like some sort of fun joke you know you know is that anacondas where they just eat sank and you just see that he's baby Yoda's gonna eat the frog lady and baby Yoda to be there with the frog lady inside and just like and then that's gonna be the episode like oh we've got to work out to just get this frog lady digesting because you know (laughs) baby Yoda indigestion no the next episode is either going to be how do we fix the ship or it's going to be fixed straight away and that's the worry i'm going to be now is if it's if it's going to be an episode of we need to fix the ship and like where oh. like, we don't know where this planet is like is it going to be another sort of planet like we had with the atst where it's going to be a couple of people but really mm. like a jungle or is it going to have like actual settlements or maybe more like a mosaicy sort of place mm. now, i think this all depends on whether we have now a whole episode of fixing the ship or my keep pitching until they do it is get get Boba Fett in there as the sort of like the mystery sort of ally for Mando who he doesn't realize is actually out to steal his crap the whole time through. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, there are all sorts of exciting questions and themes for this series to uncover. And one of the things that I'm most excited about is, you know, kind of the Mandalorian looking at... Because um, the, most, the, most, the best thing about the first episode to me was Mando sees Boba Fett's armor and he's like, hey, you shouldn't be wearing that. You're not a true Mandalorian. But Boba Fett himself wasn't a true Mandalorian and the yeah. way he conducted himself wasn't becoming of, you know, what you would expect from Mandalorians. I mean, it's kind of, you know, questions running Din because he was raised by Death Watch. Um, but equally, Boba Fett does not, you know, Django wasn't a true Mandalorian. Boba wasn't, we don't think, at least so far. Um, I don't think he was a foundling. But, you know, I'm... I'm excited to learn him kind of looking at different how different mandalorians kind of behave and how he wants to conduct himself and forge his own identity because we know that um well it's heavily rumored that bo katan will appear at some point which she has to given moff gideon has the dark saber we know that um 
uh, well, rumoured again that Sabine Wren might appear. Um, so again, that's the thing. It's like we have so many loose threads from the first season that we're kind of yet to pick back up on. Especially um, as well as they're going to be 40-minute episodes rather than like a full hour. Like yeah. they're just going to breeze by and we're going to be at the end of the series of like nothing sort of done. I'm just hoping, yeah, they need to pick it up a bit. I, I, I'm open to having more singular episodes, mm-hmm. but we need more of a thread of like, we, we can't just have one episode and then a bunch of randos and then coming to the end with Moff Gideon appearing in episode seven and then in episode eight, like, ah, now I'm going to have another really good monologue. And you're going to love the monologue <laughs> because uh, Carlos Espinito does great monologues anytime he is ever in anything, um, especially just watching the boys now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're great in there as well. But um, yeah, I just, I need more sort of substance at the, the base of it sort of thing. Yeah, I was watching the Star Wars show's Mando Monday thing the other week, and he was so happy to see his little action figure. It, honestly, it was the most it was the most lovable thing. But yeah, um, overall, I am you know I'm still enjoying this season. What it is, you know, we're all, we are only two episodes in, um, but I definitely think there probably were smarter ways to maybe kick things off but yeah. um yeah uh, please let us know but not full i would say yeah exactly yeah um but yeah i want to know what everyone listening watching whatever thinks of the mandalorian season two episode two aka chapter 10 aka the passenger um find us on social media do that on what culture star wars we are there you can find us um and obviously subscribe to what culture star wars because we'll have lots of cool new exciting things we'll have this podcast coming to you every saturday and we'll also have other podcasts to come after the Mandalorian wraps up, which is a sad thing to be thinking about already, given that it's, you know, we don't want the Mandalorian to go again already, but whatever. And uh, remember, you can find us all on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Ewan Bruins Things, and you can follow Ben Roy on Twitter at, at Ben Roy Turner. And we will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye there. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 